Hello, welcome to Behind the Story. This is your host, Daniel Vayon. And, uh, Mr. Pillman, are you there? Yeah, how's it going, everybody? Alright, good. Alright, um... Oh, I remember now. I wrote some questions, because if I don't write things down, my mind goes blank. Um... This is my first interview ever, so... I wrote a few questions down. Uh, these, I thought that these questions wouldn't take too long. Uh, so I just wrote them down quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Um, as, a, as a kid, um, were you a fan of wrestling growing up? The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Um thank you. Um I saw a picture on one of your social media accounts from when you were a kid that you took a picture with Ric Flair. Oh yeah, when I was a baby, yeah, it was at one of the shows, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. Okay, uh do you remember what he was like? Because you hear so many different stories. Everybody has a different, uh, a different story or a different, um, feeling about somebody. So, do you, do you remember what he was like? Um, you know, when I was so young, I couldn't, I can't give you a, a full kind of capture of personality and character, you know. But, uh, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed, uh, being around him. I remember as a young kid, he was one of my favorites because he was, you know, he was very funny and, and upbeat guy. Well, I said that, I would always tell my mom that myself. See, he's the main reason I, well, I saw it, I saw it first time as a kid because of my father watching it and my uncle. But he was the main reason I liked it. He was my favorite, he was my number one favorite since I first saw him. So, um, so I understand what you mean because I always found him to be funny. So I understand that. Um... Oh, yeah. I read you played football um, when you went to college. And I, I think I heard you say that on an interview once. Um, when did you start uh, playing football? Uh, when I was in... When I was uh, uh, a freaking... Uh, I tried to read as much about your information as I could. 
you know, as far as what you did as an athlete, is it true that you uh, played lacrosse at one time? Yeah, I played lacrosse. I, played, I didn't play lacrosse until my senior year of high school. Mm. And then into college, I played, I played lacrosse into college. So pretty neat. Yeah. Let's see what, what else was that Oh, yeah. We, when I watch DVDs, stories about wrestlers, um, sorry to mention your father this early in, this, in the story, in your story, but um, I believe when I read, saw your father's story, they mentioned how he played football himself like so many other wrestlers. And just out of curiosity, has playing sports helped you in any way being a wrestler? Absolutely. Uh, just, just the amount of explosiveness I have, like, you know, as coming from football, mm-hmm. and then my coordination in the ring, my, my ability to change directions, you know, mm-hmm. coming from lacrosse has really helped me. Um, a lot of my athletic ability comes from the building and the sports that I do have the body and the conditioning that I have today. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, okay, I wrote, a, I wrote some down on an app. And um, I think the next thing I would, I would ask would be um, about your training. In, in wrestling, like, uh, I never tried to train to be a wrestler because I'm missing a kidney. Um, so, and I don't, even though I know somebody or a couple of people who tried to go into it, I never, um, went with a friend to a school to a tryout or anything, so I don't know any story, so I'm just curious about what your training was like when you started. Um, so I started um, with Rip Rogers, you know, at UOBW. Okay. Yeah, yes, sir. That, yeah. I, that was another thing I had read. Um, my dad had told me yesterday that his, his um, training was pretty intense from what he heard. Was it in it? Was it intense in any way for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, was it intense, you said? Yes, sir. Was what intense? Sorry. The, oh, the, oh, the training. Yeah, the training. The training. Uh, the training was a lot more intense. Um, after I went to Canada, and I trained with Lance Storm at the Storm Wrestling Academy, that's when the training really took off. Yes, sir. That was another thing I had, uh, I had heard in, uh, when I was, I I heard somebody say this once, um, as I was doing my research for this interview, that's another thing I read. Um, how was that different than, um, than being in Rip Rogers' school? Like, um, did, I guess a better way of saying it is um because it is because it's called the school I guess the better way of saying it is 
Was there a certain um, workout routine you had to do when you started before you, you know, would work out with people? Because I, I know that, um, I know that being a wrestler, even though um, people who don't like it call it, quote, fake and uh, stuff like that, it's still, it's still like being in sports where you have to have a lot of great condition. So, was, did, was there a certain um, routine you had to do? Before you started training with the other guys? Uh, yeah, so like everybody's different, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. style is completely different mm -hmm. as far as, um, you know, uh, getting in the ring. Like you might be wrestling people in, in Mexico or you might, you know, you might be wrestling people in, in a whole other, you know, in a whole other language, you know, so you mm -hmm. have to adapt to everybody's style. Okay, um, so, I'm going to try to find, um, what else I wrote, to see if I'm missing yeah. anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I really didn't want to go, I didn't want to delve too far through your personal life because I, I think that there's some things we shouldn't talk about because people already try to um, be too nosy. So I thought it best, the next thing, what I wanted to talk about was um, who would you say since you started wrestling? has been your best opponent so far to work with as far as having chemistry with? Um, and definitely, I want to say TJP. TJP was, without a doubt, you know, just a very, very chemical match, a very organic match. And I was able to, to really prove myself to many people, you know, mm -hmm. by, by wrestling with him. So. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought when I, I saw if what you're talking about is what I'm thinking of. I think, I was thinking the same thing when I saw that on MLW. On, on MLW, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Because when I saw that, I was amazed because the last time I saw, saw it go back and forth that much. Um, I don't want to, the best way I could say it is, is, um, Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat, the last two people I can't remember go back and forth and really work that well together. Yeah. So, yes, that's that's what came to my mind. And um, the topic I wanted to talk about in Behind the Story would be uh, your association with um, T. T.J. Hart and uh, Davy Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh, Teddy, yeah. Uh huh. Teddy's um, Teddy's a great sweet. You know, Teddy's uh, mm -hmm. Teddy and Davy Boy have been my best friends for ever since I got into wrestling. You know, mm -hmm. they've taken me under their wing and they've helped me become uh, a better performer. Helped me become m
Uh-huh. And, uh... I guess I would start off with the first... Um... Scene I saw y'all do together with, uh... Kevin Sullivan. Um, with NMLW. Uh... Whose idea was that? Oh, Kevin, uh... Work with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. You know, he was coming into our territory, you know? Mm-hmm. We were the young guys that were taking over MLW, and he was just one of those old farts, you know, still holding on for, for dear life, you know, so, <laughs> fortunately, we had to take him out. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, um, who, I guess a better question would be, um, whose idea was that to work with him or to do that scene? Because that, to me, behind the story is supposed to be um, asking about things like that because I've always been curious as to whose idea thing uh, this was or if um, if it was all ad-libbed or if some things were written in for y'all to do or if it was all, you know, organic in, in that case. Um, but I think you pretty much just explained it, so, um, I guess my biggest question would be, um, who, when, when did y'all come up with the idea to do y'all's, um, video series together? Um, I wish I remembered what it was called, but I think we could find it on YouTube, the old, the, the ones y'all used to do when y'all would either practice moves together, um, or you would be working out in, an, in a gym, on a cell yeah, phone. It's really, it's really hard to act at the gym right now, so. Yes, sir. Um, but whose idea was it for y'all to have y'all's own YouTube series? Oh, yeah, the H2 TV. That was actually a smart idea uh, by MLW because mm-hmm. we were just so entertaining in, in, in our mm-hmm. everyday lives that they just started to put, decided to put a camera in front of us. Yes, sir. I agree, y'all, y'all were very entertaining. Um, uh, I get, uh, didn't want to take too long on this, and it's almost five minutes, I think. No, oh, I have okay. a lot of minutes. We have a lot of time left. Okay. Um, uh, this is going to be difficult to ask, but, uh, but I'll say it the best way I can. When it was decided for Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Teddy Hart to win the tag team titles, um, Was was there any um, practicing going on for that match, or was that all ad-libbed? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I can't really say exactly you know, mm-hmm. how it transpired, but I will say it was very organic, and it was mm-hmm. a couple people that really, really respected each other mm-hmm. going out there and, and doing the best job they could mm-hmm. in the absolute highest level match. And at the highest level, there is some premeditation, and there are some 
um, counters that are, you know, already known on both sides. But uh, as far as uh, when we were out there, everything felt very organic. It mm-hmm. felt very successful. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, the only thing I can think of asking because... I was kind of disappointed as... No, I was very disappointed when this happened as a fan. Uh, When Davey Boy Smith Jr. let you take his spot and defend the titles in that ladder match, and I'm going to be honest, I know the two, the three men, I've got a feeling if I met them I would not really like being around them myself on a personal level but professionally what was that like that experience going against the dynasty uh the dynasty hey they were they were a tough tough group to get a, get get across i think uh it wasn't so much that their their physical prowess but um their their wit and their ability to um sort of bend the rules in their favor mm-hmm. made them a very tough competitor i, I will always uh have high regard for that mm-hmm. faction because of the types of matches that that they put us through and the types of punishment that they put us through um cannot be understated you know they, they were mm-hmm. some very some very cunning individuals uh, unfortunately the main faction and and the good guys that are the Hart Foundation. The Hart Foundation is here to stay. You know, members of the dynasty, they might come and they might go. And people might leave the dynasty and people might, uh, you know, they might leave it in ruins as far as I'm concerned. But the Hart Foundation is eternal. The Hart Foundation is forever. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, um, to be honest, um, that I think was one of the most important things to talk about. Oh, yeah. When you won the... Uh, I have to. I would have to look back on the internet to know the name of this uh, company. Oh, yeah. When you... When Brian Cage had to give up a title for due to injury and you ended up winning the title... I have trouble uh, remembering the name of that promotion. So I'm going to put up your name to find out. Um, what, I'm, what I'm thinking of right now. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I don't understand my question. Okay, well, I was thinking of... Uh, okay. Oh, the last time you were able to have a regular match before COVID came to the United States and um, things had to start shutting down, including... Yeah, I uh, uh, I actually just had a match in Mexico. It was my most recent match. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, Your current um, reign as champion is in... Warrior Wrestling Championship as a champ. They say Warrior Wrestling Championship, one time current. Um, do you, how can I say that? Uh, 
what what were the circumstances leading up to that to you winning that oh that was that was such a huge uh surprise for me um to be honest with you i had no idea that that was going to be my destiny that that was going to be my fate but fate had it that the warrior wrestling title was going to be vacated due to an injured brian cage brian cage a guy that i've been looking up to for a very long time a guy that i really really looked up to um so it is one of those things where where um i had so much respect for him and receiving the opportunity and I also had such an opportunity that night to wrestle Bully Ray where I wasn't victorious. So it was, it, my chances were almost nothing. You know what I mean? My chances were, were almost zero at that. So um, it just came down to survival, came down to attrition and, and survival. And I did what I had to do and, and, and really um, luckily was able to, you know, stay, you know, stay throughout the attrition and stay healthy and not get injured throughout the whole thing. And throughout that entire war of attrition match, you know, I survived it. So nobody else can say that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> is there anything that you would want the fans to know? You know, like, um, a lot of times, people like to say thank you. So, is there anything you would like to thank the fans for? Uh, of course, you know I, I wake up every morning and I thank my fans. You know, I go out on social media and I think about all the people that follow me and, and everybody that you know likes and, and retweets and, and, and makes sure to follow my interviews and stuff. So, I just want to say thank you all for supporting me on this journey. Uh, this virus will end soon, and we will get back to work, and, and we'll get back to work, and, and we'll start rebuilding things, and we'll start rebuilding, rebuilding our economy. You know, it's, it's gonna be—it's not gonna be a, a tough time for too long, I promise. Okay, thank you, and uh, uh, that's all I have to ask. Awesome. Um, okay, thank you, and goodbye. Thank you for having me, my friend. I thank you. It. All right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. So, got that out of the way. Um, got almost seven minutes left, so let me see if there's anything I'd want to talk about. If this was a regular episode and I didn't uh, have a guest, I'd be doing a top five list. Um, I don't really remember the last thing I spoke about. So I'll just continue. Just look right here where the last episode I did was. I did. A, I spoke about Brock Lesnar's story, first chapter of that. <clears throat> a 
did a top five um, segment on WrestleMania 10, so I'll do a top five segment on WrestleMania 11. The first match of the night, um, no offense to the British Bulldog and Lex Luger, <clears throat> but going against Jacob Blue and Eli Blue, that's why I don't, okay, I think I made a mistake by doing this because I didn't really see anything, I didn't really see this, so I didn't really... Haven't seen this in a long time, but I will say this. I will give the Razor Ramon versus Double J Intercontinental title match. I'll put that at number one because it's for the Intercontinental title. And what was great about that was they had the one, two, three come out, kid come out. To aid Razor Ramon. And Jeff Jarrett has always had the roadie. And. <clears throat> what's great about this is that. As I was talking about with Mr. Pillman earlier. About having chemistry with your opponent. Scott Hall and Jeff Jarrett definitely had that. Not only would it go back and forth. But it was such a good match. That. This is why Razor Ramon is regarded as one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. So I'll put that at number one. Um, the Undertaker defeated King Kong Bundy with Ted DiBiase in his corner. I'll put that at number two. Because the things that The Undertaker was able to do against... King Kong Bundy was just incredible, and his ability to pick up King Kong Bundy and um, chokeslam him, or I believe he probably used the tombstone to win the match, that is unbelievable too. <clears throat> because I remember thinking that it was unbelievable because the size of King Kong Bundy and the fact that even though the Undertaker is six foot ten and over three hundred pounds, I still did not expect him to be that strong. And it just has always been amazing to me to see that, not just with the Undertaker, but even with, for instance, Brock Lesnar doing it to the Big Show, or um, yeah, I think that's a perfect example to use. Num that was like the second match I listed. Number three would be Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeating the Smoking Guns to become the new tag team champions. <coughs> and then uh, 
Bret Hart defeated Bob Backlund in an I Quit match with Roddy Piper as the special guest referee. And uh, the fifth match and final match I'm going to list is Diesel defeating Shawn Michaels to keep the heavyweight title. And I rem what I remembered was when Kevin Nash forgot in real life to kick out at a certain time and even though it made it actually made the match better it was not meant to to go he was not supposed to kick out after the two count he's supposed to kick out at the one so because i think either he forgot to or he only could do was kick out at two so i think it made it better and the fact that Shawn michaels worked over his back makes this match i know a lot of people could say that this should be at least at the top the way i look at it when i do a top five match slash moment i think five should be counted as one of the best one of the best moments, that is. <clears throat> Bret Hart. I actually want to start off. It's actually supposed to be from five down. So I made a mistake. The Intercontinental title match is like... It would be like, say, five. Four with The Undertaker. Three with Owen Hart and Yokozuna winning the titles. Bret Hart would be number two against... His match with Bob Acklin would be top two. And Diesel keeping the title against Michaels would be number one. And I want to say thank you to everybody who heard this. Thank you to Mr. Pillman for being... Um... Nice and honest and... Not just respectful to the fans, but also... Respectful to the people that he work, has worked with. Okay. By the way, I didn't mean to insult members of the dynasty earlier. I was just trying to be honest about the way they come off. And I was just... Uh, being honest and trying to say I understand some of the things that have been said. I understand possibly getting aggravated by them. I was just trying to be honest and say that um, say that it's un it would be understandable to have a hard time because there's a reality in life that we're around obnoxious people and. Sometimes, especially today, that's that's more of the normal than than the rare. So, I'm just trying to be honest. I did not mean that as an insult. I was just trying to be honest. Thank you and goodbye.